2: We are back with another episode of the Oak Road Hatter podcast. And today the fixtures have been released for this upcoming EFL championship season. We've only now got six more Saturdays before the season gets underway. And we are very much all looking forward to it. I'm Billy Mully. Stephen Day is also here and he was actually lucky enough to go to the England game on Tuesday. So were they as boring in real life as the TV?
4: No, no. It it was. I thought the the atmosphere was brilliant. The game was brilliant. Like even even if the second half was a little bit boring, I may have drunk a few Heinekens beforehand and had a few cocktails beforehand as well. Um, but me and my mate loved the game. It was it was brilliant. And you can sort of hear it in my voice as well that I that I was there and screaming my heart out. Um, yeah, I I thought the the second half was actually quite good. Really, I didn't think it was that bad. When you're there, it's so much more different than when you're watching it on TV
1: yeah
2: yeah i guess and well i think jamie were you
1: there as well did i see yeah i was yeah yeah I, I, yeah I was there and and i was up in the god so i know Stephen, you were you were sort of lower to block like, block one something and it's, it's bad as as bad as as the block fives are for, for atmosphere i think from a tactical perspective it, you can sort of see, see like the and yeah i, I think Steve was bang on, really. Uh, I thought the performance was 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 good. Um, could have been two or three, but yeah, just sort of won the game. Was was sort of yeah, just job done, really.
2: Well, yeah, as you have heard, there we've uh, we've recruited somebody else for these podcasts. It's not just me and Stephen anymore. And also joining us today is Dylan Bundia. Dylan, how are you doing today?
0: Hi. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Great. Great, uh, great new signings for the Hazard as well. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but exciting times.
2: Yeah, well, I think the the signings of you two getting an, onto the podcast <laughs> is exciting. So, um, going on to today, and as we said before, the fixtures have been released for our third consecutive season in the Championship. And today we're going to look through them all and probably complain why QPR Away and Forest Away are bang in the middle of November. Also, we're going to discuss the ins, the outs and the transfer talk as the rumour mill keeps on turning. And we are going to discuss a little bit about the Hatters getting back to the training pitch today for their first day of action, really. So, Stephen, I'm going to come to you first with this one. What do you make of the first five fixtures with Peterborough at home, West Brom away, Barnsley away, Birmingham at home and then Sheffield United at home?
4: It's a very hard start. But I swear we always have Barnsley away at the start of the season. Like in the first two, like it always feels like it's always sunny and always uh, Barnsley away. But I think, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to the start. Uh, I can't wait to get back to the Peterborough game. And I think, I mean, I think I'm going to be on holiday for the Stevenage Carabao Cup game, but I would be so looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a... It's a it just shows how strong this league is, as well. The fact that, like, even Peterborough, I don't see them as a pushover at all. Like, they're going to be a tough, tough team start against because they'll be wanting to uh, get going in the championship. And then all the rest of them, yeah, like West Brom with um with uh, what's his name, Ishmael, the uh, bar, the old Barnsley manager. That's going to be a very hard fixture as well.
2: Definitely, and. As, as you've just said there, Peterborough have just come up. They'll have all that momentum. We've got Sheffield United and, who was it, did I just say? Um, West Brom, who have just uh, been relegated. And as we've seen from last year, two of the three that came down went straight back up. And the third in Bournemouth had a terrible season and still finished in the playoffs. So it is going to be very difficult. We've also got Barnsley in that run, as you said. That is. Going to be very, very tough given how well they did last season. I know losing Ishmael will be probably have a bad impact on them, but I, I imagine them to recruit well, they they usually do. And lastly, who was it? It was Birmingham who have, to be fair, have been revitalized under Lee Bowyer. Jamie, do you agree with me and Stephen that it's a very difficult? test to start off with and do you think it's the most difficult
1: yeah yeah
2: since coming back
1: up to the championship um I think personally I think the the league that we were in the first season was, was was very tough I think there was a I think a lot of teams were were at that peak there I think the teams that went up were, were strong and the teams that, that, that went down I think there was, there was a few strong teams there Hull, Wigan like themselves okay, the hull went on a bad run that, that, that last six months. But I think I think that that first season was probably the strongest division out of the three so far. But I mean, it's cliche as well. that th- There is no easy game in, in, in the champ. Um, Peterborough, I'm, I'm pleased we've got. I'm, I'm pleased that that is at home against them first because I think that that three-three draw for us against Barrow was very much we rode the wave of the Kenny and the atmosphere of the Kenny. So the fact that it's it, it's at home, I think, helps. Um, I think Barnes is going to be interesting, like you say, lost Ishmael, which is obviously a a, a, a big loss, but they, they somehow managed to go from Stendhal to Struber to Ishmael, so so three great appointments in a row, and I guess the question is, can I do a fourth? Um, and then Sheffield United, I think they've got uh, Slavisa Jukanovic as their new boss, who's gone up twice, so I think they'll be strong, so... Yeah, tough start, but I think if you were to, to pick five teams sort of out of a hat in this league and, and put them in, in some sort of order, I think 99 times out of 100, it would be a tough start, really.
2: And as Stephen just said, we have got Stevenage in the Carabao Cup first round. For me, personally, that's a good one because I live pretty much just outside Stevenage. So, Dylan, do you think that's a good chance to see some of the players... Like your Oso's and Oshos, perhaps who haven't been with us during the 2020-21 uh, season, do you see it as a good test for them and other people in the academy, or do you think we're going to go out all guns blazing to just win the game?
0: I think I think it'll be a good test for for players like that, um, but I don't I don't think we'll be trying out academy players or anything like that. Um, you know, if we learn anything about NJZ, he wants to win every game, so it will put out a strong team and. You know, Stevenage will be will be a tough test. They they really built last season under um, Alex Ravel and they've strengthened a lot um, this transfer window, and they'll keep strengthening. So it's going to be a difficult one, but um, good throwback to two as well to some good away days at Stevenage. I remember,
2: yeah, some very good away days, some very good results there. And um, well, the best one of of them all was probably at home when we beat them seven one, which I'm sure that Stevenage fans don't want us to remind them. Um, Jamie, just what Stevenage fans can't do in dirt <laughs> like that, Steven. There are some, <laughs> there are some out there <laughs> somewhere. And Jamie, what games were you looking out for today? Did you sort of follow that approach where you look for the start of the season, end of the season, boxing day, your birthday, and then the good way days? Was that sort of the approach you took?
1: See, I, I, I think for me, it's more teams. I, I think it's it's looking at the grounds that I've not done. So, Sheffield United come down is, I think, Bramall Lane for me was probably up there with one one of the sort of the the grounds that, that I wanted to go to the most. Um, I saw Stoke raised midweek again, which is a bit annoying because I've I've not done Stoke yet, so that'd be a tough one. It? A, a nice cold, windy, rainy night in in February, um, and then. The last away is always interesting as well because obviously it's it's that sort of la- la- last hurrah almost. Um, so for that to be full, I think that, that could be a, a great day out in West London.
2: Stephen, is that the same with you? Did you look at any away days and think that is one I do not want to miss out on?
4: I mean, QPR away because that's my birthday. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that as long as I can get to it. And it's a bit sad because I was living... Um, and my uni house was living literally a f- five minute bus ride down the road from QPR's ground and a 10 minute bus ride from Brentford's ground. So I was looking forward to those last season, but um, yeah, I think as Jamie said as well, filling away on the last away day of the season is, is a, is one that I really, I'm really looking forward to. Cause I, I, you know, I mean, we've said this before, but we hope that there should be no problems with going to away games and going to any events by then. So I'm really excited for that. And I've learned that London away days are just, they're just brilliant.
2: Yeah. That's a fair assessment. And Dylan, we've mentioned the first five games being quite difficult as we looked at it, but could we extend that to September as well? Because include we've got after that Blackburn away, Bristol city away, Swansea at home, Bournemouth away and then Coventry at home. So is it, is it 10 games that you could say it's a very difficult start?
0: think you could say it's 46 games to be honest because you you could probably you read down that entire list and and you never think oh that's that's going to be an easy one um you know the championship as we've learned over the last two years is is an absolute slog you have to be right at it and if you're not you know you can come up against so-called lesser sides um but you know if you're not at it you, you will lose and and so you could probably read through from august to may and be like wow that's that's hard every single month um but yeah, you know, we've got to be right at it. You can't can't ever think in the Championship that, that any game is going to be easy.
2: That's it, yeah. I think even as we continue to push up, we've obviously finished 12th, top half of the table. But I think we still, as fans of any club probably do, just think this is a difficult league. We've just, we've seen a very competitive league for two years now and we're at a point where I don't think it will ever look any easier, no matter how much we climb up this table this season. If we do, I don't think we'll have a look at the championship and think, OK, that's a league that we can actually do very well in right from the very start. I think it's a matter of taking a game, as all the footballers say, taking each game as they, as they come and seeing what happens from there. And, and Jamie, we've, we've spoken a lot about the start. What do you make of the five last games which are... Nottingham
1: Forest at home, Cardiff away, Blackpool at home, Fulham away, and Reading at home? I think it's important to caveat, sort of obviously it's a tough start, but I, I certainly don't fear anyone this season. I think the the, the difference between here, like me sitting here today and, and, and two years ago, the features were out and you thought, oh, wow, like Nottingham Forest, Leeds United, you were like, wow, like, but that they are some, some big teams. But I'm sitting there thinking, Sheffield United, I'm thinking, bring it on. And I think that, that just shows how, how far we've come. So tough start, tough finish. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. But I, I certainly don't, don't fear any team. Uh, like, uh, sort of, I don't fear a team anymore at this level. Um, in terms of the actual last five, Obviously, you've got Fulham away, and they've come down. Reading at home, you just seem to be a, a massive like bogey team for us. Um, Cardiff, I, I think with the fixture list in this league, it's the sort of thing where come November, December, you you'll start to see which team are, are doing well and which team not so well. So I think as, as it, we get to those sort of later stages, it, it, it might turn out that that Forest, Philim, and Cardiff are all up there. It might turn out that Philim have uh, had a shocker and so have Cardiff and the Forest. So who knows really?
2: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying about on paper business. I think we defied that last season by beating teams, like beating Watford, beating Norwich. I think we showed that on our day, as you say, we shouldn't fear anybody. And going on to the transfer talk, because again, as I said, it's, it's everywhere at the moment as it usually is at this time of year, but Nathan Jones today, I've just pulled out a quote from what he said to what, what he said on social media, we've got the majority of the squad assembled, still a few more to add, but we're in a wonderful place. And Dylan, do you think that's indicates that our business is nowhere near done yet, but we've got a good core?
0: No, he said that um, you know that we've got a few more coming in the building, which we definitely need, um, especially depending on people like Pelly Ruddock leaving or Tunnycliffe leaving. Um, Elliot Lee's probably going to leave as well, so who knows? But I mean, so far it's been good business, and and if you listen out to uh, NJ to NJ's interviews, um, always, always, always saying he's always always saying about athleticism, and that's been the real key thing for the last you know even during the season he was saying it. We want to recruit more athletic players. Which is absolutely critical to the championship, but also shows kind of us we're building a, an identity um, where we can really kind of compete. And, and you look at the types of players we recruited with Anya Dinma, with Kyoso, even, which was obviously before NJ, but still it's part of the same process, and, and Elijah Adebeo. You know, these are athletic players who, who can impose themselves in the opposition. So it's been really nice to see, yep, we're bringing the age down, yep, we're, we're improving the, the quality. But we're also recruiting to a really kind of clear idea, which is we're going to be a bit more athletic now. And um, I've been watching a lot of Onyadimba the last few days and, and he is athletic, very, very athletic.
2: That is definitely what we like to hear. And you mentioned the notion of bringing down the age, which I was very happy for. I think that's brilliant. That's what we need. But then we announced the signings of Henry Lansbury and Cameron Jerome. And as, as much as they bring the first thing I did was look at their age and thought that doesn't really fit the bill, but hearing what Nathan Jones has said about them and their role within the squad, is that something that excites you, Stephen?
4: Yeah, I think when I when I first saw Cameron Jerome, I was just like, wait, is that, is that Cameron Jerome? It was a bit of a weird one because I was thinking like, I know he, he was rated very highly a few years ago, but now it's just a bit like, eh, it's, Seems a little bit of like a, I mean this this kind of like is testament to the sort of level we're at. It seems like a kind of like a lesser like backup signing, and um, for someone like the name of, like Karen Jerome, like ex Premier League, to like be that is like quite good. And Omri Lansbury as well, like I'd always rate him as like quite a good Championship player, so that that excites me as well. And I think as Dylan said as well, like the way Nathan Jones talks about like the the players that we're going to bring in, still it. It just is exciting. There's not. There's like nothing to not be excited about, because the way he talks about the signings and the yeah, I mean the club again. Like he just he does have a way with words to get us all excited. He's good.
2: He's a good motivator. And Jamie, I'll come to you about Alan Campbell because obviously he's been somebody that's been on our radar for a long time. I think I remember seeing something about Mick Carford making the journey up north. To Scotland to watch him and he didn't feature at all so to, to recover from that for Matt um, Carford to come back and still want that man after the club messed him about he's got to be some player.
1: Yeah I think out of the five for me so far Alan Campbell was one that, that really stands out I think. So I, I think about two weeks ago where, where, when, the, when the Alan Campbell room was sort of like Hit their peak. I started doing doing a bit of sort of watching on YouTube and and, and listening to a few Scottish podcasts, and it, it got me got me really excited. He's sort of got great age, like he's twenty two, I think is he. Um, so so to get him for, I, I, I would imagine a sort of a mid six figure fee. Um, I think, I think it's thing is brilliant. And, and like I was saying, so one of the podcasts I was listening to, likened it a lot to John McGinn de Villa from Hibbs. And, and and how that move really took him on that next level. And now you see John McGinn's what one of the mainstays of of the Scotland side. And the lesser about their the, 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 the UAs the better. But um in in terms of for, for Luton as as a club, I think that that's a, a fantastic signing. And ever since you've lost McCormack, I, I think we've missed a McCormack type. And I think Campbell started differently in the fact that he plays further forward, but it's that it's that. That midfielder that just sort of just sort of grab grabs the game by the neck and just tries to just just get the ball back and, and sort of just dictate the game. And I think we've missed that sort of player since McCormack left, really. I'm yeah. gonna
4: jump in there and say, like, as you said, like we haven't had a player like that since McCormack. And we've had like a little bit of that in other players. Like I thought Joe Morrell might be that sort of player. I thought, you know, Pelly's reliable, he's creative, but he's like the way McCormack played was just so much more different to like what we've had so like since. And the way he just, like, will get the ball back and just, you know he's going to make a good pass. You know he's going to get it to a safe place and we can build something from there. And that's, that's sort of how I see Campbell as well. It's I think that's a really, really brilliant signing.
2: And Dylan, something, or well, some player that will feel like a new signing because he's been out on loan all season is Peter Kioso and i've seen that you did quite a lot of analysis on him um his time at bolton his time at um northampton too so what can we expect from him next season if he does stay with us and he doesn't embark on another loan spell
0: um well i hope he doesn't go on loan again because he is from what he he did in league 1 and league 2 he's he's ready for the championship and again there's that that theme again of, of when a player steps up from League Two or League One to the championship, the most important thing is, is can he physically cope? And Kyoso is, is physically a, a monster, a right back. He's, he's quick, he's strong, he's, he wins duels, he, he gets up and down, he played for Bolton, he played as a wing back in a five, so was, was right up the pitch. Northampton was a bit different. And I think um, you know, Northampton, he was, he was playing as a right back and he was very protected, very narrow, wingers came round and supported him outside when defending. Um, so in terms of the the challenges of, of when he does step up to the championship and he's going to be a little bit more exposed than he was in League One defensively, it's going to be a big learning curve for him. But in terms of a player who has the kind of core attributes to really step up into the championship, I mean, Kyoso has it. He's is a wonderful 1v1 defender. He wins headers at the back post. He does all the basics right that, that you need to do. He's got a bit to do technically going forward, um, with his technical ability, a bit too reliant on his on his strength to to get round players. But in terms of a right back, someone who who has the the real core attributes to succeed at this level, he's he's got everything. I'm really, really excited to see uh, what he can do next season for us.
2: Because we definitely got a glimpse of that when he played against Manchester United and we thought he could actually step up here. We could actually st- seeing feature this season as you say he's got those core core attributes that you need in a right back the physical attributes he he was seemingly he was looking always looking for the pass forward he was the energy he had on him as well and if I remember rightly he did put a few good balls into the box as well so from a technical point of view he looked like he had it and those two loan spells are only going to enhanced his his chances of making Bree really work for his position next year.
0: And yeah, definitely. I mean, he he would have he, he could have played a role last year for us, but it was definitely the right call to get him out on loan, give him that experience in the Football League that he, he hasn't had before because he's obviously just played in, in the National League and, and the leagues below. So having those regular minutes to just um, get an understanding of, of what it takes to play in the Football League, we, we, we could have used him last season. it would have strengthened our squad last season, but it was the right call for the for the long run to to put him out on loan
2: and Stephen, just um just coming back to you we've uh, we've, we've mentioned it before the sort of the trio whose futures are still undecided in Penny Ruddock, Ryan Tunnycliffe, and martin Craney and there's also been rumors of osho and Morel leaving so. Are they
4: players that you particularly want to see back in the Luton shirt next season? I mean, Pelle is just... Well, there's, there's there's no other answer than yes, I want to see him in the in Luton shirt. Like, he's just too much of a, a, a influence in the squad to lose. And, like, I'm not... We wouldn't be... like I don't think we'd be worse off without him realistically with the signings we've made and the potential signings we could make to replace him. But, like... I just think he's just a mainstay in the squad, and I, I, I want him back. Like, I love him. I want him back. Um, Craney, I think I remember saying at one point that he's one that I thought like probably wouldn't stay on, so I was surprised to hear that he was offered a new contract. Um, Morel, I think, is off. I think we all think he's off. I hope not, because I'd love to see him play more. I think he'd suit being in our midfield this season, maybe a little bit more than last season. Um, but again, you know, it's probably not going to stay. Um, I think, did you say that there was rumour that Osho might leave?
2: There was recently, yeah. When we signed Reese Burke, I think it led to a little bit of speculation that we've done that because Osho, well, I think that could have triggered Osho to think, what kind of role do I play this year? I don't know how credit yeah. was. I mean, I was.
4: I've not seen him. I'm not. I've still not heard too much about. I know that he was playing a lot for what was it Rochdale last season, um, or a fair amount. But like, yeah, like the rest of them are just like kind of players that I'm just like, you know, they. I'm not gonna be too upset if they do go, but I'm also not gonna be unhappy if they stay, just because I think almost everyone on the books right now or that has been offered a contract can probably do a job for us. Even, even Elliot Lee can come on at some points and, and do a job. Like sometimes he's, is not strong enough or good enough for the championship. But at the same time, I think, you know, you look at Huddersfield away the season, uh, the, the, the great escape. And I think, it, you know, everyone's got a part to play under Nathan Jones. Even Danny Hilton. I, I I think he could. He could be just a good player to bring on and have as backup. So I, that's the thing. Under Nathan Jones, I don't think there's a... It's a bit of a weird statement, but I don't think there's a lot of dead wood with Nathan Jones. I think like he can bring the best out of almost anybody.
2: Yeah, that's fair enough. And I think that... I think we'll be listening to any offers for those two that you've mentioned. Lee or Hilton or potentially a loan that could turn into a permanent deal in the future but um, Jamie there was two players that I'm particularly excited about for maybe not next season but for the future and that's Dion Pereira and Josh Nerfield are yeah. they players that we could expect to see more of next season or could you see the pair going on loan or keeping one of them whilst the other goes out
1: I think Dion for sure uh, certainly next season, and maybe not 30 plus games, but I, I think definitely you can, can see 10, 10, 10, 15 sort of games from Dion. I think with Josh, uh, sadly, I think his injury I f- might keep him out for, for another four or five months yet. So for him to come back in, in January, February, and, and then expect to, to contribute to a championship season by then is probably a stretch, but Dion for sure. I think. Another name that I'd throw into the mix that I would love to see at some point in this season is McJanet. He went on on two camps with Ireland, and I think even a couple of sub appearances, maybe in the cup against Stevenage, just just if if Nathan was to play a strong side and play one or two like McJanet, I think we would be good.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's a name that sort of goes under the radar sometimes. When you think of attacking talent at the moment, you just I think as well, there's a sort of a thing within the when they're actually within the academy, you think they're still another two, three years from actually being a Luton town regular, whereas these players that have gone on loan, no matter what the division, Nurfield's been in um National League, Osho spent the first part of the season in the National League, and you just think those players seem closer to the um to the squad than those players that are still in the academy and dylan where do you think we need to strengthen as we've just seen as we've just heard today from nathan jones it still seems that there are going to be another couple of names that will enter the building so what positions do you think we need to strengthen
0: well if if pelly and and are are off um which would be sad obviously um definitely need a number 10 um you know pelly and Tunnycliffe, they're not they're not your usual number 10s. They're not what you'd expect from a, a normal number 10, but they played there a lot last season um, with their running power, the way they press, getting on second balls um, was really, really important for us. So definitely a number 10 because Luke Berry is a very good player, um, but he'll need someone to, to help him out. Um, other, than, other than that, maybe I can see us maybe bringing in, if, if both Pelly and, and Tunnycliffe go, definitely one more centre mid. Um, but apart from that, I think we're, we're, pretty, we're in a pretty good place. You know, we're three, three up front. We've got uh, your Dinmer wide with Cornick. Um, maybe if Elliot Lee goes, another wide man. But other than that, you know, the, especially, we're, we're looking, we're looking we're, I think we're in a really good place.
2: And Stephen, with all this talk around Mendes Gomez and being valued by Morecambe at about 500 grand, is that a deal that you think we'll continue to pursue?
4: I, I believe so. I think, you know, the club has sort of made their mind up that that's a man that they want. If all these rumours are true, then, you know, it's, it's not often that you'll get that, you know, the, the recruitment staff will sort of give up on it, really. As you can see with some of the signings we've, you know, been looking at for more than six months to a year, I think it shows that, like, once we've, you know, found a man that we want and think it's realistic, it's more than not more likely than not that we'll end up getting them. I think, I mean, for more to value with that, I think it's fair play, but then at the same time for us to sign him, 500k might be a little bit steep. It's one of those ones where it's like, if you got a club with more money in the championship going in for him, they'd be like, well, that's fine. Like we can splash that on him, but with us, we don't, we don't break the bank for anyone. So if we don't think he's worth 500k, then at the same time, they'll just say no. They'll they'll move on. Um, But I'd, I'd like to see him in a Luton shirt. I think it could be a really exciting signing. But we'll just have to see whether we value him around about that much as well. Or there's a deal that can be struck.
2: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is an interesting one to keep our eye on, I think. One thing we will not do is overpay for anybody ever. I can't imagine that happening. Another name that's been thrown out there, uh, Jamie, is Joe Piggott. And obviously had a bit of a, he showed promise during his time at Leuton, but he was quite a young player then. But he's gone on to have a really good couple of seasons now with AFC Wimbledon. Do you think there's any,
1: any chance that rumour coming true? Not for me. I think I've had this this chat with some people a few times and I just, I, I can't see him coming in and doing more than, than Adebayo, doing more than Jerome. I, 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 think, I think we'll probably get another forward in, but I, I can't see it being Piggott.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think with Piggott as well, he's, again, I wouldn't say he's the most, Vocal target point that we could we could wish for. He's sort of got a fair bit about him. He can get in behind, but at the same time, he can be that man to hold the ball up. And I think in
1: Jerome and
2: Adebayo, it's a little bit of
1: more of the same. I think he will get a move to the championship for sure, but I just think he's just not one for us. I think you see Preston Stockley that he's that he's that sort sort of player, but I just don't think he's he's a leading player. And, and 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 no doubt he's improved loads since since we had him on loan a few years back. But I, I just can't see it being one for us.
2: Yeah, I definitely can see that. I think there was a lot of championship clubs that struggled for goals last year. I know we only scored 41, which is comparatively bad for us. But there was a lot of teams in that same boat. We've seen it with Derby. We've seen it with Nottingham Forest amongst quite a lot of others. I think it was the lowest championship scoring season for a long, very long time. Dylan, just coming on to you about Ray, Potts and Berry, can you see them featuring much at all next season?
0: Berry, 100%. Uh, Berry's really, I think, a lot of what Berry does, he's, he's very intelligent in that final third. When that ball goes up towards you know Adebayo, whoever we've got up there, Barry is a, he's a very intelligent mover. He, he gets into the right places around, in and around the box. Um, he's a good progressor of the ball as well. His, his numbers on that are good. Um, so, Berry, 100%. I think Potts will as well because um, second left back, but also left of a back three as well. I think he, he's, he's not a spectacular player, but he, he does his job. He, he does the basics again. He, heads, he, he wins headers. He, he's not going to get loads of assists from left back, but he's good backup definitely. Ray is an interesting one because Ray, Ray's best position is in front of the back four in, in as, a, as a single player. You know, if you give Glen Ray too much space to cover you know, laterally, horizontally, um, then he starts to struggle because he starts having to step out and he's not very athletic as NJ has said before, he wants him to become more athletic. So you give him too much space to cover and he, he struggles. Now obviously what we were doing at the back end of last season for the last five or six games was we, we had two, we had Jews, rehall and, and Pelly Relic together. And I always felt whenever Ray stepped into that two and he was having to cover a bit more space than he was used to, he, he struggled. Um, so it's a difficult one because, you know, if we want to move forward with this kind of two sitting one advancing onto second balls, uh, it's difficult for Ray because he, he needs to make some improvements athletically. And NJ and is, is really aware of that. And, um, but I can definitely see him featuring. Uh, but he needs he does need to he'll need to push on a little bit athletically and a little bit because he did struggle. He did struggle, especially when we moved away from our from the 433, where he was able to just sit in front of the back four and and protect rather than really step out.
2: And with with Barry, that's quite interesting what you say, because he's a player that it may seem to some that he'll be naturally shifted well, naturally down the peck in order now because of the players that we've been linked with and the fact that we may need to recruit extra midfielders for the loss of Pelly Ruddock, should he go. And obviously Ryan Sarnycliffe as well. He seems like a natural option to have, but it for me, he doesn't take us to that next level. I just don't, I don't feel that he, he he's definitely got the ability, championship ability, but I just don't think, He's similar to Lee in that he goes missing in games. He's not going to demand the ball. He's clever with his movement, don't get me wrong, but I don't see him get the ball enough and really get involved too much. So I think it's only fair now to have a little pre-season prediction. I want to hear where you think we'll finish this season and we'll probably add in where you think we'll get into, in terms of the both rounds of the cups of the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, just so we can laugh at me probably when I get it completely wrong if fantasy football is anything to go by. So we'll start with you, Jamie. What do you reckon? Where do you reckon we'll finish?
1: See, I'm 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 very optimistic. I think in in nature, and I, I think. Twelfth last year was brilliant. I, I, I think I think top ten is 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 certainly achievable. But no, I've just, just got just got this inkling that I just feel like we could do something special and, and just just nick the playoffs.
2: I do love to hear that. I do love to hear a fellow optimist. Um what about the cups? Then you start with the FA Cup.
1: Well, I, I would certainly love Chelsea, Man United again. That's for sure. Um, but now I, I, I would love to go sort of. Pretty far again. Uh, so we, Chelsea this year was what the fourth or the fifth round, so, so, so potentially same again. Um, League Cup, I, I don't think we've got beyond the second or the third round in, like ever. So it'd be good to, to try and get get beyond that. Um, but I, I guess it, it for me, it's not so much about how far; it's about who. I, I, I would love a, a great Premier League away or or yeah, like main United away, Chelsea away, brilliant. Yeah, because we could kind of quite easily gone quite
2: a lot further in both Cups but the fact mm. that we were stopped by Manchester United and Chelsea you, you can't really have any yeah. that and the performances in yeah. were very, very inspirational
1: really Exactly, yeah all I want is to not lose to Reading in the Cup really
2: Yeah, yeah that's one thing I want for this <laughs> season I want to beat Reading I want to beat QPR I want to beat Cardiff teams that have, have I think they've beaten us all four times well Reading was Three,
1: um, QPR,
2: have they done? Have they done the quadruple over us
1: or not? Quad, but double last year. Uh, then it was three-one in the year before at their place, wasn't it? and I think I think we drew at home that season. So yeah, oh, three and a half times out of four. Yeah,
2: yeah. What about you, Dylan? Where do you think we'll finish this season, and then both the cups as well?
0: I'm not quite as optimistic as Jamie though. That is uh, that is that does sound good. I think. I think we'll finish higher than twelfth. Uh, I'm probably eighth, ninth, tenth. I don't think we'll quite make the playoffs. Um, I think that's a little for me. That's a little. That's a, probably a step too far. But I think we'll we'll have a good go. And um, and to be honest, for me, as long as we 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 finish higher than we did last season, then that is progress, and that's us moving forward and consolidating even more. Uh, in terms of the cups, assuming we beat Stevenage, I mean it's difficult to say because who knows? Who we'll get in the round after that. Um, An FA Cup as well I mean it depends to be honest I think I think as, as Luton fans what we want in, in the Cups is is a good mix between yeah we get to that fourth round fifth round but then we get a good tie good away day to, to Premier League or, or even have them at home because um, obviously you know realistically it would be amazing if we won the, the FA Cup but probably not going to happen
2: that's yeah very true um, what about you Stephen are you as optimistic as the other two or do you think I
4: just I just want Watford away in, in one of the cups. That's all I want. That's all I want from this season. And and obviously to stay out. I don't but like I just want to get that game now. Now that we've got a taste for it, I want it in real life. Um but I think I'm I'm very bad at like giving a set decision or set like place where like I think we're gonna finish, but I think it's gonna be like between I say thirteenth and Tenth, really, I think you know, probably. I mean, I'm something in my head keeps saying fourteenth. So I don't know why, but I feel like it might be there. So well, it might feel like a better season. We might have like a few, like quite a few, like draws this season, and more, you know, more wins. But that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know, but I, I just think same, near about same place, and yeah, just. All I want from the cups is Watford games. I don't well, care
2: about anything else. I logic there because you said thirteenth to tenth, and then you gave a specific answer of fourteenth.
4: Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, very, I'm a I'm very indecisive person. It takes a while for my brain to like, you know, cog into gear with all these things. But like, I just, I think for some reason something in my head said fourteenth, so I'm going to say fourteenth. Just a little gut feeling.
2: Because usually I'm optimistic, but I've, I've still got last season. I have us as overachieving. I think what we did was well brilliant, but as a result, also of other teams' misfortune. So I'm 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 thinking that even finishing 12th to 15th is still another season, perhaps a progression if performance levels are consistently high. So I'm going to go for 13th, I think, and the cups again. Yeah, I don't know why I tried to predict these Cups because as you say, it's it's not very it's not as easy to predict. You don't know who you're gonna get in the next round. So I'll just go for round four in them both and hope that we get good ties and we go out to Premier League opposition.
4: Something something in my head tells me that we're gonna we're gonna go out of the third round of the FA Cup. I don't know why. Just just there. That got that got feelings back again for that one.
2: What about MK Dons?
4: Would be like an MKD. No, Dons? no, it? no. We don't. We don't. I can't even use the whole name.
2: <laughs> I have, to, Milton I have to try and I have to try and be friendly. But no, anyway, we're, we're a
4: Luton podcast. We don't have to be impartial.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't have to be impartial. But yeah, if you're listening, you're MK Dons fan. MK fans. What I is mind.
4: wrong with you? For a, a start, Milton
2: Keynes fan. Will, well, why are you listening? first and yeah. foremost and well anyway big thank you to the three of you for joining me today it's been it's been a very good episode and let's hope that it's the first of many with us For also a big thank you to the listeners um if you want to check out our website it's www.oakroadhatter.com and our twitter handle is at oakroadhatter.com Also, a big thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech for the intro and
3: outro music. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com